Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 125 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Good morning. Good. 125, huh? Yeah. 125. Well, you know, if you count the wait list, the, the wait lists are not numbered. So if we counted the wait list, we'd be like at 130, probably. I don't know Just why like, they're not numbered. What, what was the decision behind that? Because we I mean, decided they were separate from yeah. the episodes for okay. a while. But yeah. they're really not. <laughs> I mean, I could start numbering them if you guys want. I go back and number them. But I mean, if it's oh, fine, the rest of the number. I mean, we could number number them separately. You know? No, I was just I was surprised how many people actually listened to the wait list. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm glad people did. I mean, although we, you know, you we were joking amongst ourselves that it it, it maybe wasn't our strongest one ever, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah, it was it was a fun topic, and honestly, I think the uh, the the worst part was listening to ourselves. Uh, that that hurt me just because I never like listening to myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't like listening yeah. to myself now. Like yeah. even when we're you know know what we're doing, so right. You know, like I I don't enjoy it even now, and you know that's why I don't really listen to the whole podcast usually, even when I'm editing it. You know, so it's um yeah, I, I just don't like listening to myself, but. Uh, so yeah, so I, I'm excited to to be back. We're gonna do the trip report later in the show. Uh, so so you got to stick around for this, you know, you, if you want to hear about the trip report. So <laughs> yeah, teaser. There you go. There you go. Teasers, right? Um, but you know, obviously had a great time, and and I, I was able to share a lot of pictures. wasn't Didn't really able to, you know, didn't do like a lot of the YouTube kind of stuff, but we did share a lot of pictures. We put a lot of stuff on Instagram. So if you're if you don't follow us on Instagram, go check it out because there were. A lot of pictures uh, that my wife put on uh, Instagram, so there's a lot of good stuff there, uh, and and of course on the Facebook page too. So, so let's 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 get right into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do, let's do it. So Sal uh, had emailed us a couple weeks ago and wanted to uh, follow up again. And so Sal said, so it was awesome hearing my comments right on the show. Last few shows were awesome. I think they're all awesome, Sal. So so I have a question. I'm a recent DVC owner, purchased a small contract at Grand Floridian. We go once a year for four to five nights. The contract had some banked points. So for our first trip, we were able to get five nights with the bank points. Booking another trip, we are short points for the five nights, oddly enough, for four nights. Is he saying he only has four nights worth? Yeah. Okay, that's what he's saying. Okay. If we want to stay the extra night, what do you think the best way to go about borrowing points, buying one-time use points from DVC, or renting DVC points if they're able to do a one-night rental open to other ideas? I, I got to imagine that buying one-time use points has to be the easiest. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and so so to break it down, let, let's just, you know, for Sal's sake and for anybody else listening to this, is that, um, so if you borrow points, that means you, you're taking from the next year. That's going to, you know, the next year you're going to be short. So it's really not solving the problem. You're just deferring the problem to the next year. If you um, rent points from from somebody else, um, while it will get you what you want, um, there is more hoops you have to jump through with rental. Um, in the case, it's also it's, possible that they have to move rooms. Yes. So yeah, that that's where it, it again becomes tricky. Is that you may end up with two different reservations. And then you have to um, 
yeah, you may have to move, like spend four nights and then your last night you're in a different room. Um, the other thing you can do with the rental though, is that I believe there's, um, if you call member services, if somebody is renting you points, you can actually have the points transferred into your contract. Yeah. But again, there, there's, it, it's a, it's a bunch more hassle to do that. And I, um, honestly, I don't know what all the caveats are of it. You know, anybody in the group who has done that, you know, definitely share your experiences with that because there always seems to be, um, a catch or, or something you need to consider with that. Um, going back to what Damon said, you know, just buying the, uh, the extra points would probably make the most sense because then you're just adding points to your contract. It's a one-time thing and it doesn't mess with anything else that you're doing and it gets you what you want. Yeah. And, and to your point, Trevor, I, I had to do that one time with, with that, uh, transferring the points and, uh, there, there are a lot of caveats with it. So, you know, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a final thing. Like, so you can't like reverse it once it's done. Um, I don't think those points are bankable once they are transferred. Uh, I, I'll have to double check on that. Um, but it, yeah. and I think you can only do it once per contract per, per year. So, um, yeah, so there are some caveats to that, but I, I do think, uh, I think probably doing the one-time use points are the best. Yeah. Uh, He's got two other questions too. Do you want to? All right. Um, so, 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 two more questions. Um, uh, getting into park history, um, the best best books you guys have read, and the Star Wars. So, or if the Star Wars Hotel is a big success, do you see opening uh, Disney opening other themed experience resorts? And he says thanks, and Damon's awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The the first one is um, hmm. I would say one of I mean I I've I've read a couple books on this. Uh Marty Sklar's book Dream It Do It is a really good one. If mm-hmm. you want to like read about like from an imagineering perspective of building the parks, uh, I think that's probably a good one. I did see uh another legendary imagineer that just retired, uh Kevin Rafferty, uh just put out a book too. I have not read it, but um you know, he he's got he, that guy is responsible for like Cars Land and Tower of Terror and more recently, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and I mean that guy's been involved in a lot of stuff. So, um, he that's probably going to be a good book to read too. And then you know if you just if you're just looking for parks history, then you know probably one of those Imagineer books are are the way to go. Yeah, um, there was. So I was actually just trying to look up. I I actually have a book that um, that I read. Um, that has a bunch of history in it, but of course I can't find the book on Amazon right now and I'm not going to run downstairs to get it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let me, let me find that one later. And, and yeah, that might actually be again, a good one to throw out to the group because there is, there is a ton of different places you can find history about Disneyland and, um, yeah, like there. Actually, you know, there one thing you can do too, and we've talked about this before. Is on Disney Plus there is a uh, there is a series that kind of the follows. Story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just yeah you just mentioned that. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I talk about that show way too often. Yeah, I, sorry, <laughs> I, I blanked on what it was called, and when you said it, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that. <laughs> and that I want more. Too. I want more yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> I want a whole other yeah. season of that show. Give me, exactly. give me more. Yeah. So yeah, there. Yeah, those are probably good places to start. Um, but really, for myself, like I, I started, like I've read some of these books, but honestly, a lot of the information that I've gathered has been from uh, just 
like, like you can find a lot of it out on the internet. Um, and, oh, actually, one other thing I would throw into this is um, there is a YouTube channel called uh, Fresh Baked Disney. Uh, the the guy who runs that channel, Dave, he has actually done a couple of um, series where he does talk about some of the history of Disney and, and again, specifically Disneyland and, and some of the things that were put into the park and, and the history around that. So that might be another good resource to uh, find out some more information as well. And not to plug other podcasts, but I mean, you know, I, I, I we, we do it when we find good podcasts, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I actually recently started listening to the Imagineering podcast. And uh, that one's pretty good. It, it, they go into a lot of the history of the different attractions, and uh, you know, they interview some uh, so, some of the Imagineers and stuff like that. So uh, that's a good podcast to, to hear some of the background of some of the rides and stuff like that. Yeah. And as far as the second question goes, I don't see them doing this again. I feel like this is very specific to Star Wars. I can't imagine them doing. I mean, maybe they will, but I'm trying to think of what they could even do it with. Marvel. You know, Marvel. They could, I guess. Yeah. Like like a cruise ship type experience, yeah, yeah, yep. Star Wars, Marvel, but then I, I guess the question comes. I mean, you could up. do it on the on the Shield airship. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. You could do that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I well, they can't do it in Disney World though, can they? So no, why but not? they can do it because of that of that whole thing where Universal has the theme park rights. But I don't think Shield is involved in that, are they? I don't know. It's no, it's one of those. Yeah. The 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 thing is is that. They can do certain things because, like, you have Guardians. Yeah, so I think Guardians was deemed since it's a newer comic to not fall under that deal. But like, you'd be missing a lot of like the older characters, you know? Yeah, I, th- I thought it specifically applied to like Spider Man and the X Men. Yeah, but I also think it includes like it- it's a weird contract. I've actually seen the contract before. I, somebody shared it in a group one time, and I read it, but um, I don't remember all the details. I, of it, I think honest, it could but- be pulled off though. I think eventually Disney's gonna gonna take that. I mean, I, I oh, think totally. that yeah. I, I assume eventually that Disney is going to get that that those rights back and build some Marvel stuff at the park. But I think I, they I could still do it without those rights. The, the Marvel universe is huge. That's true. Well, that's why they're doing Guardians, right? So yeah. yeah. Well, look at just all the Marvel movies they just announced, right? What like, if you just yeah. did Guardians, right? Like people would still go. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. be interesting. We do have a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about later yeah. on. So, <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to read Laura's question? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, Laura says, uh, "Gentlemen, first, let me say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. She, she's being very nice, referring to us as gentlemen. I don't feel we are gentlemen. Gentlemen seems <laughs> yeah, that, necessary. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see myself a gentleman, so I I appreciate you thinking such. Um, I've been listening for several years and enjoyed a nice, positive DVC Disney podcast. I have two questions. First one, probably for Damon. My family's going to Hilton Head in September for the first time, and I'm hoping you could give us some restaurant recommendations. And then the second one is a question probably for the wives. Do you have any advice for going to Disney World pregnant? So actually, these ones kind of fall for both of you guys because, yeah, I've never had Um, to do the going pregnant. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Hilton Head, Hilton Head, Hilton Head. You know, the, the problem is, is that the best piece of information, I don't eat seafood, which is, which is tough. Cause that would be probably one of the better places if you're in Hilton Head. And the other thing is I don't really know where you're from because it makes a big difference. So for me, I would say there's a barbecue place, Bullies, which is actually pretty good. Um, and I like one hot mamas, which is a little bit more like Applebee ish, 
but I want to say like, what is it? Charlie crabs. Like those places are good for seafood, but I'm not a big seafood person. So it's, it's tough to answer that. Yeah. I, that's that I'm not either Damon. So like that's, it's tough, you know, cause we, I mean, we've been to a bunch of restaurants there, but I just don't, well, I then, actually don't remember all the names. But. And then the other thing is too, like one of my favorite places is really just in Charlotte. So I mean, for Tom, it's not like it's anything special, but, um, uh, I'm a huge place. Yeah. Yeah. Jim and Nick's I'm a Jim huge fan of that place, but I mean, there's one in Charlotte. So, I yeah. mean, I go yeah. often enough, but again, if I wasn't from the South, Jim and Nick's is a stunning, phenomenal place to go to while you're in Hilton Head. It's a little bit off the Island though. So it's a little bit of a hike. But again, you know, I, I would say Charlie Crab, you know, is a good one. I, I would say, you know, the Salty Dog Cafe. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of go wrong places there, to be honest no. with you. No, I, I, there's a lot of good places in Hilton Hadid. I mean, I, I think you can, you really look them up. There's a lot of good breakfast places, I feel like, too. Oh, like, uh, there's only one good breakfast place. Um, what are you talking about? I've been to like three or four and I've enjoyed it. No, there's only one good one. It's um, Stacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only good place. Don't don't listen to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, we have about. stacks here in Charlotte too. So it's <laughs> yeah, stacks is good. That's about it. Though. Stacks is good. I'll get. I'll give you that. Um, as far as going pregnant, I, I mean, I, obviously the three of us don't have personal experience with this, but I have a, a lot of information because I do my oh, pre, I do my pre work and, and I make sure nice. to ask ask questions. So I guess the the big things here are shoes are a big deal, right? So again, while we all want comfy shoes, you have to make sure that you have super comfy shoes. And you need to take breaks for a few things. So you want to make sure that you're going to do some slow sit down rides like small, small world, Lion King's not out yet, Muppets, things like that, right? You're taking air conditioning breaks is definitely a big deal. And then the other thing is you have to make sure that you're working in bathroom breaks in at a much higher level than you would have considered previously, right? So you you have to make sure that your whole crew is aware that, hey, I'm going to need four times as many bathroom breaks as you guys are, and you just have to deal with that. So I think kind of bringing that around and making sure everyone's well aware of that before you go, I think is a big thing. Wow, those are are really good tips, Damon. (laughs) Did your homework. That's great. I I like it. Yep. I did see a lot of, I, I saw a lot of pregnant people there actually when we were there. So, um, and a lot of young babies too, but I, I don't know, maybe just people were taking this opportunity to go, but all right. So how much did Tom, T- use Tom's going to tell you on his trip. There you go. That, that's the trip that. report. Yeah. Okay. Save you know what? You want to skip this one? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's so, tease it. And then, yeah, you can, Jeff, you know. Jeff was asking how much I use magic bands on the trip. So I'll answer that during my trip report. So, yeah. All right, so Francisco wants to know, if you could move the location of a current DVC resort to another DVC resort location, what would be your choice? That's a, that's an interesting I question. I don't care enough for this one. Mm. I just stay at the other resort. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, if you have a preference for a specific resort and you want it somewhere else, like... Nope. Okay, I um, my take on this is I would switch Boardwalk and Grand Floridian. Oh, there you go. That's cool. Because then it's still on the resort loop, but then it's Boardwalk and not Grand Floridian. Not that I hate Grand Floridian, but I like Boardwalk more than Grand Floridian. Yeah, that's a good. I see. I don't know if I want to swap locations. I just want like Animal Kingdom to have access to the Skyliner. Like, move it to a place where it could be on the Skyliner. So, so shove it where um, Caribbean beaches. But yeah, I guess sorry, it's DVC resorts, so that doesn't count. Uh, that doesn't count. Yeah, you'd have to move Riviera, and you know, have to move Riviera. Yeah. yeah, Riviera would feel a little out of place by Animal Kingdom, but. <laughs> well, eh, doesn't matter. It's shoved in the corner. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do, do Casey's question? Yeah. Um, Casey says, which do you prefer, an appetizer or dessert with the meal? Can't have both. Dessert uh, every time. I thought we me. answered this in the group. Well, we answer stuff in the group that we also answer in the on the podcast sometimes. I didn't answer this in the group. I, yeah, I didn't. Well, because because they don't, you guys don't contribute to the group, right? This is just showing That's your non contribution. <laughs> I contribute to the group. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't answer this. I've already answered it already. Yeah. Okay. I, one would think the other two hosts would have as well, but I guess not. I'm answering it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saying just dessert. Not the same. I go dessert always. Mine is really situational. Mm. I it, it depends Depending on where on what I, restaurant you're at. Yeah, or? it depends on where I am and what grabs my eye. If there is if there is an appetizer I really needed to try, I would definitely give up dessert. Um, but also, not every meal has to have dessert, or like, I don't have to have both either. So, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's it's entirely situational. That makes sense. All right, Damien, you don't want to give your answer here. You just want to tell people they have to go to the group to find out. Maybe they I should. would think that most of the hosts would have done the same thing, but uh, you know, we, I guess not. <laughs> we answer questions all the time on the show that we we already answered within the group. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll I'll try to answer the question next time. Um, you can phone my boss and tell him to stop. There you go, making yeah. me busy. <laughs> stop making <laughs> so me do I this can, work thing, so I can answer during the week. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Ryan says, "I was listening to the podcast this week and heard Damon talking about renting points and making a reservation with Disney for his parents. I didn't hear him mention calling member services to see if there was cash DVC reservation available for these days. My parents are joining us for our part of our summer trip. I was able to get them into a DVC studio uh, for them at both Copper Creek and Beach Club for their trip, calling member services and booking a cash room. The price was actually less than anything I could have gotten." from the regular Disney website. Sometimes they don't have rooms available where you want uh, to be, but they can tell you what they have and they and you can keep calling back to try to change. I did that last year too for a room at Polly in Boulder Ridge. We had to cancel for COVID reasons. I haven't heard many people mention getting rooms this way, but I have great luck and I, I have had great luck and thought he might want to give it a try. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to new shoes every week. I think he meant to say shows there. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he yeah. gets new shoes every week, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 an interesting way to do it. I, I don't know if it's going to be. I, I would assume that Thanksgiving week be cheaper. What? Yeah, Thanksgiving week uh, there was nothing available that route. They had to go through the website because I'm assuming this is something different than the wet website. And different than renting, right? It's just you're calling member services to try to get a cash room for your parents. I mean, but you can book cash rooms through the website at DVC Resort. So I don't know if this is they're pulling out a different inventory or applying some sort of discount. Said it was cheaper though. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It it could be like because I got to wonder if there's if it hits a point where you know, Disney does say, you know, they have a certain amount of cash rooms available. And I wonder if it's also a factor of, you know, when, you know, at different times of year, if there is people who haven't used points, those rooms may get turned into cash rooms, right? Maybe. Again, this wasn't going to be happening for Thanksgiving, but yeah, Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And and, uh, yeah, to to that point, I think it really does depend on the time of year that you do it. Um, And also, you know, um, uh, I appreciate the insight, Ryan, but I can say, you know, if, if we all started doing this, I get the feeling that it would very quickly turn into nobody would be able to get anything that way because everything would be booked up there as well. But no, it's, it's definitely yeah. a different angle. You know, definitely I, the, the, the theme there, I think, is, you know, call member services because sometimes they see something that you can't. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good tip. Thank you for for putting that in there. So that was actually all of our questions for the week. Uh, we we did want to talk about a lot of the Star Wars stuff that came out. So especially the Star Wars hotel stuff. Um, so uh, we now have a, an opening date for well, not date, but opening year. I guess we're we're uh, the Star Wars Star Cru- Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel has been delayed to 2022. It was supposed to open this year. Um, you know, I don't think that's really any surprise. I would say just you know good every- news for for all the people that want to go. To be honest with yeah. you, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. I guess in my head, I I I already kind of had it like. When they said it was delayed, I was like, "Oh, wasn't it already 2022?" Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you just assumed it was going to be delayed till then, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because remember, like last year, before like pre-pandemic, they had like announced that like by like I think December or by the end of the year, you were going to be able to start booking for it. Uh, right. So I, yeah, yeah. I guess we kind of lost but, a year. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it does feel. Yeah. yeah, it feels like we lost a year for sure. Um, they didn't say it when in 2022. They're just saying 2022. So. Who knows what that that could be any time in 2022. But, I, you know, based on the fact that they're already starting to cast some of the roles, it feels like it's going to be like early 2022. Yeah. I mean, you know, because we're what in May now. So that's yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of time between now and then to get people hired up to speed and start doing it. So exactly. Yeah. Now, now I thought we we talked pretty extensively about the 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 so-called real lightsaber mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and Disney finally put out video of it as part of this announcement. I thought it looked super cool, and I feel like all the reactions I saw on Facebook groups were cool. But Damon, you thought it was kind of lame, right? You can tell that it rolls up because it's skewed to one side. That that's the problem. Wasn't it just the way she was holding the hilt, though? Yeah, I no, thought it was just the way she was holding. I don't because, believe so. Because that particular saber, the one side has like an extra hardware on the on the one side of it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if it rolls up, it's going to roll up to one side. I just thought it looked cool. I thought it had a great effect to it. It just you know it really it looked like you know the way a lightsaber comes out. It just I, I thought it looked awesome. It. It was definitely smooth, and uh, so I don't know if either of you guys did this, but I went back and watched it at uh, a quarter speed to really... Oh, no, I didn't do that, no. Yeah, so so you can really, again, bit of a, a spoiling behind the magic, but you can see a bit more clearly how it actually functions and how it comes out, um, which, you know, it, it doesn't take away from it. It's still, it's a very cool design. Um, one thought that I had, though, or not, sorry, I shouldn't say... Um, I read this and and I thought about it. Is you don't see her wave the uh, lightsaber around, which yeah begs the question: How flimsy is it? <laughs> well, I think that's a good question, yeah. and I I do I I tend to think that with this particular lightsaber, like I don't think this is ever going to be in guest hands. I feel like this is going to be one of those things that they have for like the little shows that they do on board, but it doesn't feel like something they're going to sell. But, but even if it's not something that you're going to put in somebody's hands, if you've got a cast member, can't that just bend in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if no, they I just walk that. out there and, and fire up the lightsaber and then put it back, like that's dumb. Like you, you're expecting sure. that, you know, they're going to draw a lightsaber. They're going to yeah. even just, you know, wave it around. Right. But if you can't wave the thing around or if it looks like it's bending as you're waving it around, uh, that's that may true. not be good. <laughs> well, but then again, maybe they were just trying to demonstrate the the whole fact that it just retract, you know, that it comes out like yeah. that, right? So, like, it may, maybe it can be done that way. And, and again, I don't, I also don't think that this is a finished product. I mean, when they when they did the video a couple weeks ago, the Imagineer, you know, the, the one Imagineer that designed, you know, Galaxy's Edge had come out and said that 
it, it was wasn't a finished product, you know. They were yeah. still really working on it. It, it. They still needed some work. It, it wasn't a finished product. So obviously they they got it. I mean, and you could tell the hilt is pretty large that she's holding, right? I mean, it's 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 pretty large. And I'm sure there's more work that they need to do. And they have time to do it, right? So we know that it's not going to be till 2022. So they have time to do it. But it does feel like this is going to be a thing that the actors on the, on the, the ship are using. Yeah. But I mean, if they sold them, they'd probably sell a bajillion of them. <laughs> so, you know... Uh, for what price point? I have no idea. You, you think that would replace the the lightsabers at Savvy's? I feel like no, because I I feel like you're because it it feels like you can't really build this right. Like they made yeah. those other ones to to be built. Like it, it feels like you probably couldn't build this yourself, right? It just it it um, seems unless to me that they the, did a version where the mechanism was just contained and you could actually modify yeah. it, but yeah, again, maybe they, maybe they do that. Yeah, something in the future, I would think. Hope. <laughs> I mean, I I was impressed by the video. I thought it was very cool. I, mm-hmm. I I really liked it when I saw it. I was like, oh man, this is this is pretty neat. So yeah, I just want more. That was my thing. Is I went back and watched yeah. it a couple of times just to sure. get a feel for it, and I just want to see more action from it. No, I, I totally get that. I totally yep. get that. So. Along along with all of those announcements, they uh, you know there's some more details that they've given too. There's there's a model uh, that's now out at Hollywood Studios for this, um, but you know they talk they talk a little bit about you know the it's a you know obviously two night experience. Uh, you guests enter a launch uh, pod and then uh, they can you know see windows and see themselves leave earth and go into hyperspace and get closer to the, so like they're going to have an elevator that makes it look like you're going up to the starship. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is really cool still. Um, and then there's like a simulated airlock and you step into the, the ship and, and, you know, the, the whole experience is, inter, you know, is immersive at that point. Um, but this says, let's see, uh, a visit aboard the, uh, was it Halcyon? Is that how you say that? Halcyon? Hal- yeah. Halcyon, right? Yeah. Star Cruiser plunges guests into a multi-day interactive story that interweaves with members of the crew, other passengers, and familiar Star Wars characters and others. Guests may encounter the Star Cruiser's strong and charismatic captain, the ship's plucky mechanic, heroes of the Resistance, or many more as they choose alliances and chart their courses. Uh, onboard activities such as learning the ways of the lightsaber, facing off against the training remote... Um, visiting star cruisers bridge to learn about the systems and how to operate them, including navigation and defense skills that may come in handy during the journey. <laughs> so I'm guessing at some point something happens that you're going to need to know how to operate everything. Um, they have the, uh, supper club, uh, the crown of Corellia dining room, um, breakfast and lunch to passengers. It doesn't say dinner though. Where's dinner? Just breakfast. And lunch. Uh, one night's dinner feature will a live feature a live okay. performance from a galactic superstar who can captivate the entire room with the crook of her jewel encrusted purple twilight finger. So a a twilight singer. Okay. Yeah, kind of seems like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of so a dinner show. So that it's, that answers yeah. that is yeah. There, there's a dinner show. The journey also includes an excursion to Batu, where guests can explore the winding pathways of Black Spire Outpost and, and seek out a hidden resistance base. Are they referring to Rise of the Resistance there, or are they building something else? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, have we seen everything around Rise of the Resistance? Because they really haven't opened up the queue or anything at this point, have they? 
I mean, I, I think I saw most of the queue when I was in there, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, maybe there's stuff. It's, you know, it's all like foresty and. Right. And, and yeah. as I was going to say, when you went in there, like you show up with your boarding group and you just go straight in. There's no. Oh, no, that's quite a queue, man. There's there's you walk through a lot of queue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to get to that point, you, you walk through a lot of space, uh, and, and I'll talk about this more in the trip yeah. before, but you, you really, there's a lot, a lot, there's a lot of ways you walk and it's really setting the story up and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh really, really interesting. Um, so let's see what else here. Guess <laughs> that's funny. Guess we'll be able to explore the Star Cruiser and perhaps discover hidden uh, spaces deep in the mechanics of the ship. Perfect for uncovering secrets or holding clandestine meetings. <laughs> what is that all about? It's, a, it's so odd. Well, uh, I mean, if the rebels are hanging out, or the resistance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'll keep calling them rebels. It yeah. shows how old school I am with Star it's Wars. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I do actually like the point where they say that the... Uh, so, like, we know the windows are just, you know, the, or it's those viewing ports. Yeah. Um, but it changes as you move along through the... Uh, through the voyage. So I'm guessing yeah, like you'd see the, different planets updating. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was thinking it would just always be like, you're looking at space, not like, Oh, Hey, there, you know, we're going by this planet or that planet. Right. Yeah. Like the captain's going to come up, uh, you know, on, on the microphone and, you know, over the speakers and say, Hey, we're, we're passing, uh, you know, Hoth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, yeah. If you look to your left, you can see Hoth. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it seems like it's going to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there also, there was, uh, there was a, a book that came out and there was inside there, there was concept art of this table service dinner. And actually, if you look at the, if you look at the picture, uh, I think it has the performer on stage. Yeah, it does. Although this, it's like, so this like very much reminds me of, of fifth element. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I would, I didn't want to say it, but that that was instantly where my head went was to that scene in development, <laughs> right? Thank you, right? It yeah. Kind of, yeah, from far away. I mean, like you don't get a good look at the who's singing, but it just for whatever reason this is making me think of Fifth Element. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So okay, so we got that. We got some concept art. Uh, what else did we get? Oh, and then Disney starting to cast people. So like they're they're looking for, it, and like you can actually see like some of the roles they're casting for. Um, you know, they got stunt performers, musicians, you know, actors, like it's a whole crazy thing, you know, like a cruise ship. Yeah, exactly. But everybody on board, uh, isn't just, you know, wearing a name tag and, uh, and, and serving people. It's like, you know, full on. Everyone's like an actor seemingly. I'm assuming there's just going to be like non actors that do like, you know, I I'm thinking this is like hoop de doo on steroids. Where yeah, like pretty you've much, got yeah. like the like the the actors are there, but then you also have like yeah you know pe- like like they they did work the uh, the the serving staff into the show at certain yeah. parts, but yeah, it's kind of it's run by the actors with people in the background supporting them. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. So does this like make you guys more excited, less excited? I mean, like I I I know Damon, you're like really excited to do this, right? Like this is. I mean, I don't know if I'm really excited. I'm going to do it because I want to do it and be one of the first people to do it. It doesn't change anything for me. I don't think there's been anything that I've been wowed about. It's all kind of just expected. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still going to do it because I don't want to do it a year after everyone's done it. That's boring and it's not going to be the same. (laughs) 
you the, feel like some of the experiences will be watered down at some point? Absolutely. I mean, that's always what happens. Because they have ideas and, and guests will end up being jerks and there'll be problems and that will be an issue. So I would like to go before it lends itself to guests being behind glass or having, you know, security guards around them. I want to be more of an experience. So I'm going to go and I'll book once it opens. But I mean, yeah, I don't think there's been anything that's been super duper exciting that we don't really, you know, that kind of came up. Yeah. I mean, it seems interesting. I mean, I think some of the roles that they're casting seem, you know, fun and enjoyable, but no, it's what I expected it to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which is not a bad thing, right? I mean, your expectations are, are you know, I don't know if they're high for this, but I mean, <laughs> you have expectations. No, I just want to go to go. Yeah. Uh, again, if it was Harry Potter, I'd be in a way different scenario. I think that would probably be one of the only ones, again, like even if it was Marvel, it would be like the same thing. Just Dude, there's too much Star Wars and there's too much Marvel. There's too much of it. That's the problem. There's too much. I mean, are you saying there's not too much Harry Potter? I mean, there's like seven movies. <laughs> but, uh, well, uh-huh. yeah, seven. How many Star Wars movies are there? And then sure. shows. Dude, I turned on that bad batch and like, I don't even want to watch more Star Wars. There's just too much, just, too much yeah, Star Wars. Although I heard it was really good. I heard a lot of people saying it was good. I watched half of it. I mean, again, it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I'm so interested in this that I really need to watch it. You know, there just, there just wasn't anything you have Star there Wars for me. fatigue. I have Star Wars and Marvel fatigue for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, right. t- and to be fair, like they're still releasing the the Fantastic Beast movies on the Harry Potter side, but they're not coming out nearly as fast as the Marvel and Star Wars. Well, yeah, have been coming. And there's so. also the thing is, is that there's not a Harry Potter series to well, like five or ten Harry Potter series, right? Like yeah. there's one movie every couple years. That that's okay, but I mean Star Wars. I mean. I, there's just there's a lot of it, and I used to, obviously Star Wars used to be huge for me, but there's just too much at this point for me. I mean, I'm going to do this because it's going to be interesting, but I think it would be as interesting as other things, and even more interesting as different worlds as well. But I get it, I get it because they have a huge land. I think that there's going to be excursions into that land that will also be enjoyable. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm going to do it. I look forward to your trip report of this someday. <laughs> it's going to be tough because I don't know who I'm going with. You know, my wife and daughter have 100% said absolutely not. And my sons are not as interested. So I think what's going to happen is, is I will force them to go. They're going to jerk up whatever we do, I'm sure. Right? Like, because they're teenage boys. Yeah. So I'm be like, hey, you know, really think we should do the rebels? Nah, that's stupid, right? Like, and we're gonna end up being like in the underneath, you know, the guidance system, you know, laying on our back fixing something because that's what happens to you know all the bad people. You would think that they want to be resistance, yeah, you know. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was saying, I was thinking that is, you know, could you just hang out with the engineer the whole time and just like? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're going to be in prison for the two days, so it's not going to really matter that much. <laughs> You're going to be in Star Wars prison, Galactic. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting experience for sure if that's who I go with. So. We'll see. It will be fun. I mean, it will definitely be enjoyable. We'll probably be those people that they're like, all right, we can never do this again because <laughs> these guys that came on, you know. So you're going to ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> Maybe my kids ruin it for everybody. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I didn't grab Dementors. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't one of the people that reached out and grabbed the Dementors and ruined Harry Potter ride for everybody. So, all right. But people did. 
People are like, yeah. what? Why? Like, why? But see, that's the problem. Can you, can you just not touch it, please? It like- was, it was, it was right there. I mean, yeah. I'm probably tall enough that maybe I could have reached them, but why would I have? And, and that's what's going to happen here. And that's why you want to go early because that's exactly what's going to happen. I realized. I realized I'm going to be conflicted because my son very much gravitates towards the Imperial side. And I've always been a fan of the, the rebels. So we're going to get on the ship and it's going to, you know, he's going to want to go one way and I'm going to want to go the other. And well, that's what's interesting. I'm wondering if you can, that might make it more fun actually. Right. Yeah. But, but then, you know, I want, I, I keep trying to convince them that the rebels are better. And, <laughs> and are they it, though? They right. are. Because they have Chewbacca. That's all you need. Okay. That's just, that's all you need is Chewbacca yeah. to make it better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> all right. Well, do we want to read our ad here? Or do we want to say sure. anything yeah. else about this? Let's, yeah. let's do it. This one's DVC Resale Market. So, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS, that's 382-7767, and let them know when you speak to them that uh, Welcome Home sent you. All right. You know, one thing I will say, though, is that I was, um, you know, what was a little bit disappointing was the fact that it's going to be a dinner show. I don't know. I feel like dinner shows are just. You know, I, I know a fan of dinner shows. Yeah. They're cheap. They yeah. seems like a riverboat. So uh, to to your point, I mentioned Hoopty Doo earlier. You know, yeah. Hoopty Doo. It's it's a fun show. the The meal is good. It's not amazing, but you know, you go for the combination of the show and the meal. But you know, I, I know what you're saying is you know that really at the end of the day, it's it, it it you know it feels like they can kind of dial in the food because they're saying, well, we're entertaining you. Yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm worried about that. Tom, you were moving something while I was moving something. Now it's gone forever. <laughs> what happened? I was moving something, then you were moving something, and now I don't know. Control Z. It's gone. It's gone forever. Can't be gone For, I forget, forever. I forget what we were t- going to talk about. Well, we, we have the Muppet thing on here, but there was, there was, there was something thing. else. Yeah, I don't know what it was, because you were moving stuff as I was moving stuff. So let's talk about the Muppet thing while Tom finds our stuff. All right. So, Muppets Haunted Mansion show coming to Disney Plus. The Muppets Invade Classic Disney Theme Park Attraction. Um, This is super exciting. It's almost like I wanted a Haunted Mansion scary show until I was like, wait, the the Muppets can do it, and that works Mm -hmm. also. I didn't know I wanted it, but now that it's there, I'm okay with it. It's not going to be super scary, but it might actually be scarier than we think. Like scarier than the Eddie Murphy one, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The, the Muppets is, can get scary a little. Yeah, while. yeah. Th- this is the interesting thing: is that the Muppets are in that weird space where they they can kind of play between, um, you know, 
adult jokes, more, you know, more serious things, but it's still the Muppets. Like, yeah. like it gives, it gives them that pass that it's still. Thanks. Friend- Tom, there we go. It's still <laughs> friendly probably- enough for the kids. Yeah. But it's also, it, it, it hits on. Some of the Muppets levels, are scary. Right? Let's oh yeah, honest. totally. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're monsters. They're literally monsters. Like <laughs> I, I like this idea a lot because, you know, as we were kind of talking about this in chat ourselves, it, it brings the Muppets back to the forefront, which I'm always a huge fan of. I think the Muppets always need to be in Disney. Yep. And I think this allows them to come back in a different way. And I just feel like when you have Muppets with the storytelling, you can do a lot more. It's kind of like the difference between, you know, animation and live action. Even though that line is definitely blurring now, you can just do more in animation and you can get more out of it because it's cheaper. Like using the Muppets, far cheaper than bringing in, you know, some A-list stars. It, it just, yeah. it works better in terms of what we kind of want from a show. And I think that being on Disney plus is great. It's a movie, right? I don't believe it's a series. It's just a special. Yeah. So it says show here. It says Muppets Haunted Mansion show. New special though. Might be like a mini series or something. Yeah, Limited series. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a movie, but that's just me like a special. Um, And I think that works too. I wouldn't mind seeing some more of this in terms of some of their IP, like, Tower of Terror Muppets, like, sign me up. Like, that would be the best. Oh, yeah. totally. So, yeah. you know, if that's something that works well, I, I think that Disney Plus is starting to, again, come, you know, there, there was this gap of content in the beginning. It was just all the old stuff, and that was fine for people, right? And then we kind of had this little bit of this lull until we started seeing some new shows. But I'll tell you, I was not a huge Mighty Ducks, the movie fans. I, I mean, yeah, not a fan of the movies that much, but the new series is pretty good. You know, Big Shot, also very good, um, and I'm not a huge fan of what's his name John at Holmes. all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, uh, but it actually is really good. So they've you know kind of brought that to the forefront, and I'm glad that we're going to continue to see things like that come to Disney Plus. So I, I think it's definitely worth it. I, I would just like to circle back and highlight that uh, you implied that Kermit is not an A-list celebrity. I absolutely <laughs> I did because he is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the whole conceit of Hot like take. the that Muppet movie a couple times ago, right? You know, where the Muppets weren't relevant anymore, right? That was the whole story, right? I don't really care that much about Kermit. <laughs> I mean, okay, so Kermit's who, not my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say my who, favorite at all. Who who is your favorite? <sighs> that I don't know. I think there's a a lot of favorites, um, but none of them are, are Kermit. Uh, is that like picking your favorite child? Because for me, I, listen, I know I've got a weird favorite. I, I think my my favorite is Pepe. I love Pepe. <laughs> I don't like Pepe at all. Oh man, I love Pepe. Pepe's hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I also I like the Swedish Chef. I'm a big fan of like, yeah. You know, I, I've always liked, yeah. I always like. I would say Beaker. Yeah, I, I would say Beaker. Probably one of my my favorites. Beaker's up there. Um, but. I mean, Dr. Teeth is, is yeah. <laughs> I like Dr. Teeth too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot, but it definitely would not be Kermit at all. <laughs> yeah. Kermit's, Kermit's like, not he's like lame, dude, for sure. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, yeah, but he's, he, he's like yeah. the, uh, he's like the front man though. Right. Yeah. Like he, he comes with the package. Yeah, that's true. Not everyone likes the front man in every band. 
Yeah, that's that's true. I I also I mean I like Gonzo a lot too. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. Gonzo. Oh, Statler and Waldorf. That like they would be my favorite. They they're <laughs> yeah. And then I then I'm gonna go with Beaker and then Doctor Teeth. There you go. You made me pull up my my top three. There, there's my top three. I feel like you're the Statler and Waldorf for this podcast. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I feel I like I about like Rolf your... the dog too though. Yeah. Oh, Rolf's good. Yeah. 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 Stellar and Waldorf are like your spirit animal. I feel they are. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good Muppets, and none of yep. them are Kermit or Pepe. <laughs> oh, Pepe's great. What are you talking about? Pepe's hilarious. What about Rizzo? No, uh, I like Rizzo. Are we, we going to see Crazy Harry? You think in this one? Crazy Harry. That's a, that's about, an obscure one. What about Animal? Like, no, nah, animals are stupid. Really, animals like played out. I feel like I, I always liked animal. I, I enjoyed I when. What they... about Crazy Harry? He's definitely got to be in this. Crazy Harry, come on. Bean Bunny, also another. Bean, yeah. Oh, I really like Bean Bunny. Actually, do you like Bean Bunny? I mean, as yeah, well? he's he's all over Muppets 3D. So, yep. I mean, Crazy Harry, I feel like does fit in pretty well, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. think that may be something that 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 works. So. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, there's—I mean, right. there's a lot of interesting, uh, interesting ones that that you could talk about. So I, I, I like—I I like all of them, really. I mean, I don't dislike any of them. I mean, do you think that we're going to get some like Sesame Street crossover there, or no? I don't think they—they they don't have the rights to Sesame Street, right? I think it's just the Muppets. Okay. Or they, I think they just own Muppet Studio, so like I don't think that they have the actual like Sesame Street isn't theirs. Okay, that's a shame, but. There's still been crossovers in the past, though. So yeah, yeah, hard it's to say. True. It's possible. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. Nobody like nobody's a fan of Sam Eagle here. Uh, Sam Eagle. No, I would mm-hmm. see the count though. The count would work. Count. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they could bring the count in, that's true. Yeah. yeah. There's, right there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good characters they could bring into this. Nobody even so, mentioned Fozzie. Jeez. Fozzie's stupid. Uh, I love Fozzie. The, the the slapstick joke, like I I thought about that for a minute, and Fozzie is like, it, it, Dude, it's you Ralph like him for a about two Fozzie. seconds. Yeah, you, you like Fozzie for about two seconds, and then he takes the jokes too far. And, and but, the thing is, Ralph yeah. is a better Fozzie. So why yeah, do I need Fozzie? Yeah, R- Ralph makes the same kind of jokes, but he's a lot more um, subtle about it. Yeah, I, no Fozzie, man. So. I do hope that they have some of like the random characters, like the penguins or like the chickens that they throw in yeah. there sometimes. Like I do like the penguins and chickens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like there's this is uh, the Muppets are so perfect to this because we were talking. But, but the, ahead, the one thing I will say is I, I don't want them to pander to all the characters that we lose a story. Like just because yeah. it's the Muppets, like you got to give me a story though. Yeah, it should yeah, just yeah, be another episode of Muppets Tonight. It should. Yeah, I don't want. Game. I don't want that. I want an actual story here. Yeah, I get that. So do you think that they're going to end up doing what they do in the Muppet movies, and so we're going to get the Muppets and A-listers, or do you think it's just going to be Muppets? Kind of see, see, yeah, that's a good question. Like, yeah, so are, are random A-list celebrities going to show up in the Haunted Mansion, or is it just? I feel like it's just going to be the Muppets. I'm, it feels feels very much like it's just. The I don't Muppets. think it's going to be, which is a shame because I really just want it to be. Gotcha. So you're you're thinking that it's just going to be random A-listers show up? We're going to get some A-listers. John again. Stamos is going to wander in and be like, "Hey of guys, he is. Oh, yeah. hey guys, it's just, <laughs> yeah. my car broke down. I just I saw this mansion and yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like." <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be great if they got Eddie Murphy to show up. That would... <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I would pass actually pass on that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm kidding. I, yeah. I'm saying it'd be funny. It'd be funny just because of it, the movie. It, it would be a little tone deaf. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It would be a lot tone deaf actually. <laughs> but I, I just I feel like these guys are perfect. I mean, the Muppets are perfect for like the haunted mansions kind of sense of humor. We were talking about this mm-hmm. where it's like. It, it's got it's it you know rides this line of being scary and then being kind of funny and and I feel like the Muppets are a great way to to I feel like they fit into that so not necessarily the scary part but yeah you know yeah. what I mean like it's, what, their sense of humor I feel like will work for this now that I'm thinking about it, what what would be the best scenario is if it was just the Muppets and they were having banter with the ghost host because that's where <laughs> all the jokes come from if you think about it the ghost host yeah, you know true runs a lot of the a lot of the gag or a lot of the you know the verbal gags throughout it so you know if they could bounce that back and forth that would work really well i think yeah no that makes sense that would be interesting all right well we'll have to see what happens with this it's going to be in fall we have to wait till fall for this so yep which is not that far away so so why don't we stay in the same vein and move on to talking about the boobash because that's in the fall as well you know, again, as I as I told people on the Discord, like the Halloween party was the worst time I've ever had at Disney. So <laughs> I don't really, I don't really care about this. I, I think that there's this this window where the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party just doesn't work, right? So for younger kids, it's not a bad thing, and I guess for adults by themselves, like it's just this this whole like. Kids from 10 to, you know, 17, it just, it just doesn't work. Even the younger kids, sometimes it's a little much and a little kind of like, you know, there's a lot going on, but not a lot going on, if that makes sense. Like you have a parade, okay, and this is going to be the, you know, cavalcade instead, which is fine, you know. And then the other thing is, is that since they're cavalcades, like the whole point of this, the you know, the not so scary was getting pictures with some of the characters you don't normally get pictures with so that's kind of taken away here so i i don't well i think that's why it's not the same event right that's that's why they yeah, kind of suspended yeah. mickey's not so scary but you're still you're still gonna way. spend money for this oh of course yeah, yeah. Of course. and i think that's where i'm just kind of like meh so so and i, I don't know but it, but but before i go because i'm gonna let tom do his uh trip report i'm gonna tell you that i still do not truly believe nope, that no. there was a riding of Space Mountain, <laughs> until it can be confirmed by a third party, not directly related to Tom and or married to Tom. How, how could I even? Do, that's your, that's an Dude, I could have, task. I could have, I could have easily spoofed your your pictures. That would have been easy. I think Jeremy did a very good job at putting you in one of the I cars. Screenshots <laughs> directly from. I'll give you my password to the PhotoPass website. But how that, about that? That's easy to do. Is to you know to set up your know, screenshots. I'm going to tell you until I see it actually happen on our trip together. <laughs> That's I, that's fine. I, I, I don't care. Really, I'll, I'll write it again. I can't really it's, believe. Not- it's funny how nobody that there, you know Tom met a ton of people on a ship, but no one was there for that specific event. I mean, well, no I'm one was there saying. for Magic Kingdom. We didn't meet anybody. Yeah, in Magic I, Kingdom, so. exactly. You know, turn your phone <laughs> off. I, I get how it works. You know? What are you talking about? Turn my phone off. <laughs> I was. It was literally the first thing we did at all. Of, I mean, literally the first thing we did at all of Disney. It was seven thirty in the morning. You know. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to prove this. I, I gave you screenshots from the PhotoPass website. I'll give you. My, I'll, I'll, I swear to you, I'll just give you my password, and you can go into the PhotoPass website and look at it yourself. I can't fake that. 
So I I I don't think that's gonna work for Damon, and I think we might have apparently not lost him at this point. <laughs> that's that's fine. He's here. Uh, but we'll we'll talk more about this. So so Disney announced uh, that you know Mickey's not so scary is coming back. Instead, they're going to be doing a new Halloween themed event uh, that's themed to like the Disney After Hours events. If you remember those from yeah. pandemic. Um, so Disney After Hours Boo Bash is what this is going to be called. August tenth to Halloween, nine p.m. to midnight. Um, they're going to have Halloween-themed cavalcades, character sightings around the park, special performances by Cadaver Dance, decor, lighting, music, treat stops with candy and all that. Um, uh, you know, similar to I think this is how After Hours was too. You don't, you can just buy tickets to this, and you don't have to get. Uh, it, it includes admission to Magic Kingdom starting at seven yeah. o'clock. Uh, and so you know, I I think the reason why they're doing this is honestly because I don't think that they felt like they could pull off. Uh, Mickey's not so scary the way they want to, and I, I think if they just did a watered down Mickey not so scary, I I, I feel like people would be upset about it. And, and instead, yeah. they're just they're just creating a new event that's you know temporary. And the, my question is going to be though, I mean, the after hours events were pretty expensive, like more expensive than your typical not so scary, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so, and they were, yeah. but I so I did an after hours event. That's and right, can, you did, I, and I yeah. can say that that was that was one of the best things i've ever done that you know it seemed like for the price that it would be not worth it but it was absolutely worth it because of um you know one at that particular or at those after hours events you know you got free food which you know the was nice as part of the evening you didn't have to think yeah. about snacks or anything um secondly from the um, from the space of just, you know, going to the park and hitting all the rides and not having wait times or anything, it was fantastic for that. The problem I have with this is that you're, you know, yeah, they, they combined after hours and the Halloween party. So there's all the Halloween party stuff going on with the, uh, with an after hours event. And, and the thing is, is that the Halloween party, like there, yeah, like not all the stuff is happening. Like there's no treat trails or anything like that. But, you know, there's still a lot going on with character cavalcades sure, yeah. and, you know, cadaver dance, all that kind of stuff. Um, three hours, it, it, the, you know, it's going to kind of have the same problem as the Halloween party where you feel like if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you could miss out on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, that. yeah, like I, I like the idea, you know, an after hours event is definitely a good idea. Um, but my worry is that it's going to turn into, you know, people trying to maximize their time of doing all the Halloween stuff. And it just, you know, it, it basically turns it into, well, yeah, you're in there, but you're spending all your time waiting in line or waiting for events or whatever, which again, I, I, I see where Damon said, you know, the, the Halloween parties aren't necessarily the best because yeah, it's, it feels like you spend a lot of time waiting for things. Yeah. Versus actually getting to experience things. I, I I think part of this though too, right? So that after hours event, part of why you pay so much for it and part of why it's so great is they keep it's a very small amount of tickets, right? Like mm-hmm. so they keep the attendance very low. So it almost works pretty well for this because they're not gonna have the same amount of people in the park for what they normally do for Mickey's not so scary. Like that's 
I don't. I mean, I just think they're going to have it way more restricted. I'm going to be really interested to see where the price point comes out of this. Like, I I don't know how much this is going to cost, but it feels like it's probably going to be cost more. Th- it's probably going to cost more than Mickey's Not So Scary. Just a guess. I don't or, know. Or the same amount, but for less time. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if it, it may come at the same ticket price, but then really you're only getting three hours instead of whatever the five or six hours you get during a Halloween party, right? Yeah. That being said, I still think this will completely and totally sell out. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. Pe- people want this stuff for sure. Um, yeah. Like I said, my my I, thinking about it, you know, when I did the after hours, it was, you know, the intent was we we attacked every ride in the park. Like we we did the full loop of the park, and that three hours was, it was enough time for us to get it all done. We actually had to, or when we did it, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train um, broke down. And, and that was pretty early on. Like we, that was early on in, in, um, what we were yeah. doing. It broke down and then it started up later and we had time to go all the way around the park and then come back and do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But there was just enough time to do all of that stuff. Um, if you were going to an after hours event saying, you know, I want to ride everything in the park. Um, but then you have to stop for, you know, oh, there's a cavalcade. There's, you know, I want to see, um, cadaver dance. I want to, you know, yeah, see yeah. these characters or whatever. Um, that's, that's where it's going to get screwed up. And that's where I'm thinking about, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? Like, do you go and hit certain rides and then come back to the hub for a show and then go back and continue on? Like, yeah, it depends on what you're trying to get out of the party, right? If, if you yeah. want to just do all the Halloween stuff, then you'll do the Halloween stuff. If you want to walk on to every ride, then you can walk on to every ride. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, but if you want to do both, I don't think you can do both. And that's where it feels like it might be a little yeah. bit of a sticking point for people. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I'm interested to see what this is going to look like. I, 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 I'm really interested to see if it's going to be worth it for people, but, and what the crowds are going to look like. Cause I, you know, it's no secret that over the past few years that Disney's been upping the, the capacity of the, of the, uh, well, the tickets available for the not so scary Halloween party and, and adding more dates in. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. people have been complaining about them being too busy. Um, but at the same time, they're still selling out. So I, I kind of don't blame Disney for adding more dates and, and making the capacity a little larger because people want to go. So, um yeah it's it's tough i it'll be interesting to see how this what this shakes out and what what it looks like yeah so all right so let's let's do our second ad and then i'll start doing my trip report unless there's anything else right. you want to talk about with nope this. let's uh let's go for it all right cool so our other ad today is for monera financial uh, we talked a little bit earlier about DVC resale purchases. If you're looking for financing options for your DVC resale purchase, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go and check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to monerafinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, make sure you let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. Let's talk about my trip. I took yeah. copious notes. Copious notes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to forget anything. So right after the trip, I uh, took some notes. So okay. I've got some overall thoughts, and then I'll kind of go uh, day by day and just kind of talk about what, what went on. But overall thoughts, uh, we had a great trip. 
it was awesome. Really. I mean, seriously, everything was, uh, you know, was a lot of fun. It was different, right? It was, it was different, but it wasn't less fun for us. We still had a great time. Uh, wearing a mask in, in the heat was not the most fun I've ever had in my life. Um, I will say that. <laughs> now, did, did you do a cloth mask or... Yeah, so I did a cloth mask, and actually I used, uh, Damon had recommended a while ago, uh, Stark's Vacuums, and that's one that I wear a lot. Um, I, I kind of regret that. I, I mm-hmm. uh, Maybe my first day in, I, I thought to myself, man, I should have gotten the medical ones, like the, the papery ones, and just kind of replaced those as I went, because it was very hot, you know, it was in the 90s, and it just felt like that would have been a better option. Um, but, you know, it wasn't terrible. They had those relaxation zones everywhere. Uh, and, and it, so it wasn't, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but still not my favorite thing. Um, I, I will say that Disney was like really good like the cast members were really good about like, you know, making sure that people were wearing them correctly and, you know, telling people to put them on if they weren't, uh, and, and things like that. And, you know, and plus you could always take a seat on a bench and have a drink or, and eat something and take your mask off, you know, for a couple minutes. So that was something we did too. Uh, you know, the, the physical distancing was everywhere and, and they, they did enforce it. Although, you know, and maybe this is just me, but it always seemed that the people standing behind us didn't get the concept of the lines on the floor, you know, that you need to stop there. Like, you know, they were always right up on top of us and it's like, you know, they, they couldn't have made it easier. They put lines on the floor, you know, just stand there. So, but it's fine. You know, it was, it was fine. Wasn't too bad. Uh, they had hand sanitizer everywhere, uh, and and my wife and I commented on the the hand sanitizer they did have was like really good hand sanitizer. It was like it was very like moisturizing, you know, like a uh, hand sanitizer can did, sometimes like dry your hands out. This did like, feel like a sanitizer. gel or like sticky yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, this is good hand sanitizer, and it was like everywhere, and you know, so it was, and uh, we noticed a lot of people using it. So, um, the parks felt crowded, right? They they felt crowded, but they weren't. It was kind of a weird thing because there were times where there was literally nobody within our view, but then like some of the, like the pinch points in the parks, there were, it felt like there was a lot of people there, but, and, and as I'll talk about, as I go through all this stuff, uh, you know, like we went on like everything, like the lines were nothing. (laughs) I mean, so it, it felt busy, but it it really wasn't, it it was, it was kind of, it just was, I feel like it was deceptive because, because some of like the shows are shut down, which are like people eaters, you know, you you have a lot of the people that are in there and then a lot of the queues, you know, are, are spilling out onto the streets and stuff like that. It just makes it feel a lot busier than it actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was going to ask, how many times did you, did you run into those queues you were talking about where the queue was like way back all the time? But, but that, like you said, that was very deceptive because it moved a lot faster than you would think. Right. Yeah. And that's something you learned very quickly during, during this time going is that the wait times are grossly inflated, right? Like really over, over inflated, like usually like half of what Disney posts is what the actual wait time is. And so I used, uh, I, and I'll recommend this. I touring plans has a, the lines uh, app that you can download that gives you like what the what the posted wait time is and what their calculation of the actual wait time is, I found that to be extraordinarily accurate. Uh, and and almost every time it was way le- like so it would be posted like thirty minute wait and it was really like twelve. 
Mm. Like, you know, so it, you know, first of all, don't believe the wait times Disney has posted really ever, even during normal times, they inflate the wait times. They, they always do that. That's just the thing that they do. It's over, uh, under promise over deliver that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so there's, there's that, but it, it, it was really egregious now. And so I would really recommend that lines app. I, I, that, you know, every time it was like, we looked at a ride, it's like, oh man, it's 30 minute wait. And then I pulled up lines and it was like, no, it's really 12. And then we got in line and it really was like just about walk on. And, and a lot of those really long lines just kind of kept moving, you know, like at one point we went to get on Haunted Mansion and this is in my, you know, my notes here, but we went to get on Haunted Mansion and the line was all the way back to like, uh, like a country, jam- a country bear. Like it was all the way back to country bear. Jam- oh, wow. but it, yeah, but it never stopped. Like it just went, it just literally, cause it, you're not, they're not doing the stretch room right now. So you're just, you just keep walking. Basically. It took us like 15 minutes just to walk from the back of the line all the way there. But we, we rarely stopped. We stopped once or twice, maybe, but it, so it's all deceptive. It, it looks really long and it's, it's not. So. The other thing I noticed is not noticed, but this is very clear to everybody. And I kind of hope this sticks around. Everything is mobile order. So like all of the quick service restaurants, any, any snack place, everything, there's not even an option to get in line. You have to mobile order. So just for everyone's reference, if you didn't know that, like everything is mobile order basically now. Now, sorry, you, you say you hope it stays like that. Yeah, it was great. It was so convenient. Did it on my phone, and then, you know, they just send you the alert when it's ready. You walk up, you grab your food. It was just so painless, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I guess, it, it was great. I I agree with you from a, a personal standpoint, but I, I have to imagine at some point they're going to allow walk-ups to come back because not everybody is going to mobile To order. do that? Yeah. Well... It's interesting because my friend's parents, uh, you know, were also went like right after we went. And I, I actually messaged, I was like, hey, do they know that like everything's mobile order? Like, are they smartphone literate? And they were like, oh, yeah, they're fine. But they also had people standing there that would, I'd like, take your order if you wanted to, like, to. Like, so, like, they weren't, like, making it so, like, if you didn't have a smartphone or couldn't do it, they, there was an alternative. But I, I just liked the ubiquitousness of, of mobile order. And the other thing was nice, too. You know, we ate at um, Backlot at, uh, at Hollywood Studios. We had lunch there. Mm-hmm. They didn't even let anybody into the building until your mobile order was ready. So, like, you know, normally, like, you're fighting for tables with people. You're like, you, you know, one person goes, gets the food. The other person goes and finds a table. Don't have to do that right now because they they don't even let you into the seating area until you get have a mobile order that's done. They literally have people that stand there and check and, you know, tell you. You have to tell them what your order number is, and then you can go in and find a table. So much easier. Now, I don't think that that's feasible to do in normal times, but... It was great. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hmm. So another thing, the new security procedures, amazing. Okay. So now that they have those scanners, like there's no line. You just walk straight through even with your bag. Really? New scanner. Oh, yeah. There's no so bag checks anymore. So you don't have to open your bag, no nothing. Nope. Okay. So hopefully that stays around because... Well, it will, I think. I, I th- yeah. They bought these scanners, right? So I right. mean, I'm assuming they're going to stick around, but... They do like so they don't bag check everybody, but they just have you walk single file through these scanners. It's like a never ending. It just keeps going, right? It, it's like at the airport, right? Where, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like even at the airport, like you have to stop in that little scanner. You know, right. this, this is literally like you can keep walking. Like everybody keeps walking. Now we did get pulled aside one time, so they if they detect something, they do pull you aside and they do a manual check of your bag. But even then, it, we got it. It happened one time. 
and it was like a mild inconvenience as opposed to standing in that huge long line for the bag check. Oh, it was great. It was it, it was fantastic. Those new scanners they have are so great. I, now, I'm assuming. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, just a question. At Magic Kingdom, was this at the uh, the TTC or was this after you had gotten over to Magic Kingdom? So the day we went to Magic Kingdom, we took the uh, we took the monorail, and it and it was at the monorail station at Grand Fleur. Okay, so so, so they yep. all right. So they're still doing it before you even get to Magic Kingdom. Yep, yep, okay. they are. All right. Yeah. So my other overall thing is I got to meet a couple listeners, which was great. I got to meet. Uh, I met Phil. I met Bobby. I met Danielle. A uh, couple listeners. They were super great. Uh, all of them, for whatever reason, I met them on my on my Epcot day, uh, pretty close to each other. Uh, Phil, I just ran into uh, at the land, and then Bobby, I met over at, at the seas with Nemo, and uh, they were super, super cool, super nice. It was great to meet, uh, you know, some of the more engaged people from the uh, from the groups, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and and you know, Bobby had to post a picture of him and me and saying he got to meet me before you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was a little <laughs> harsh, Bobby. <laughs> you, you, you know, it hasn't been without trying. That. <laughs> I know, but it's true no it's no it's good that uh it's good that you actually got to meet up with some people because uh yeah i know it's i know it's hard i i know i know for a fact that like i've i've tried to meet up with people in the park and it's like oh hey i'll try and run into you no you're not just going to run into somebody like or like the chances of running into somebody is pretty low yeah park. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. kind of have to figure out like, hey, because that's what kept happening. I think with uh, with with me and uh, you know, with uh, I think with Phil at first, we were. I was like, I'm here, and he's like, Oh, I'm here, and I'm like, Well, I'm here now, and it's, you know, because you, know, you just you bounce from thing to thing. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's two moving targets, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So it it was very cool to meet them. You know, they got some pins, and you know, Phil gave me a little a little gift as well. So it was uh, it was really cool. I got to meet Phil's son was there too, which was which was fun. So. Um, so I'll go day by day now and just kind of hit, hit on some things here. All right. Uh, so we, I, and I didn't talk about this on the show because this was a surprise for my wife. We stayed at Grand Floridian our first night. Um, this was strategic, uh, for a couple reasons. First of all, we never stayed at Grand Floridian and we always wanted to. So I was able to get a room there. Uh, standard view, which essentially was a view of the monorail. I took a picture of the, of it and posted it. Mm-hmm. It was a view of the monorail, which in my mind is like, I'll take it. That's, I like a view of the monorail. Yeah, that's a good view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the room was great. Really enjoyed the room. Uh, first of all, did not realize that Grand Floridian Studios have uh, the two shower setup. Uh, so they have the the one. They have the bathroom that has one section of it. Like you can section it off. One of it has the toilet in it, and it has a bathtub shower. And then the other section of it has a, a stand up shower. Mm-hmm. So there were two showers in there, which was, was kind of great. I, I didn't realize it was set up that way. Um, and, uh, so that was, that was really nice. We really liked the resort. It was, uh, it was really convenient. Plus, you know, the idea of staying there was next, the, our first day, the next day was at Magic Kingdom. So we could easily get to Magic Kingdom. So that was, that was really the idea of that. Plus, again, we wanted to stay at Grand Floridian. So, um, so we tried to watch the electrical water pageant from the beach, which was a bad idea. So, <laughs> So the reason why it was a bad idea was a terrible view. They didn't show it going by the beach, which is funny because Disney actually tells you in the app to view it from the beach right there at uh, at Grand Floridian, but it you can't really see it from there. Uh, so it's, yeah, because it's more facing the Polynesian beach. Well, so they go it they go by the Polynesian beach, but before that they do it like in front of like the dock and in front yeah, of like yeah. Narcoosies at Grand Floridian, but. 
like Disney said to do it to like they they had their viewing location as the beach, but you didn't see anything, so we just didn't see it at all. Hmm. So which kind of stunk. Um, but then we went to we went into Grand Floridian, and which was hopping by the way. There was a ton of people at Grand Floridian. It was it was busy, uh, you know, because the main resort is open. Uh, so you know there were there was quite a few people there, and so we decided to go to the Enchanted Rose, which is like a lounge at Grand Floridian. We just you know we had ourselves a drink. Uh, really nice. Nice little lounge area, pricey even by Disney standards. <laughs> like, Ooh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pricey by Disney standards. I, I think I had a I had a margarita. My wife had, um, oh gosh, some sort of wine thing, and then we also got truffle fries too. They little they have like a little appetizer menu, so um, that was good. Really nice little ambiance in there. It was it was a cool place. So, so really, I mean, we didn't get to to Grand Floridian until like eight o'clock so we really weren't even there we were barely there for like 12 hours we were like you know it was like basically 10 hours uh because we got up early the next morning we went to magic kingdom park opened at eight that day so we were trying to get there early we uh left at 7 15 to hop on the monorail there was no line at the monorail at all at 7 15 no line at all hmm. um we the monorail is a little bit of a weird experience right now and i i had not seen this online anywhere like i so i was not prepared for this but the monorail is kind of they they basically like sectioned it off almost like little phone booths with like plastic so like they have like these little plastic dividers and like the seats are sectioned off into like two person little cubes that are numbered and so when you go up they give you a number and you and you go into like your little cube it's a little weird right so you can really only which, see outside the one window. So yeah, which I mean that again makes sense. In the, it does, like, you know, if, either that or they don't run it at all. That's that's probably why they're not they're not running the Epcot one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but we hopped on the monorail like seven fifteen. We got to Magic Kingdom by seven thirty. I wanted to do the facial recognition test, which they were still doing, but they weren't doing it on the monorail side of the gate. So you know how like w- since we were already scanned through security, we walked right to the gates. And they just they they only had the facial recognition on the bus and boat side, so ah, uh, which you know, whatever it's fine. I I just wanted to try it, but it didn't happen. So they let us in at seven thirty. Park didn't open till eight. They let us in seven thirty, uh, which is again another thing we notice. If you are going during this time, Disney's opening the parks way before the the t- the posted time. Like that doesn't mean everything's going to be open, but they are opening the gates and letting people in way beforehand. So, so you, like you could get all the way to the hub before. Oh yeah, it opened. Okay. Oh yeah, we so we went right to Tomorrowland, and like I have a picture. There was not a soul in front of us walking through Tomorrowland. It was empty, right? And so we we decided to go uh, straight to Space Mountain, right? And mm-hmm. so they let us in to Space Mountain at about seven forty, and we got right on. We were maybe one of the first like twenty guests to get onto Space Mountain. Okay, right? Like so, like it was, and so they opened that before the park opened. And, um, so I, I, so, you know, I know whether Damon believes it or not, it's fine, but I, I was going to say, you know, Space Mountain of all the roller coasters I've been on at Disney as like the most comfortable ride vehicle. I was so comfy in there. Like just maybe cause I could stretch my legs out and I'm not a super tall person, but like, I just like the idea of being able to like have my legs stretched out and kind of like, you know, it was just comfortable and I had yeah, a high back seat, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bobsled. Yeah, exactly. Is, which that that's actually this. So the the um, Space Mountain in Disney World uses the same car as the Matterhorn, the Matterhorn in Disneyland. Yeah. So yeah, it's same. Yeah, similar ride. Although the Matterhorn one, they've they've replaced the seats and they're like these hard plastic things now. So 
Um, yeah, I just yeah. I found it so comfortable, and it, maybe it was just the legs thing because like. I hate seven dwarves for the for the restraints on seven dwarves. I feel mm-hmm. squished every time. Yeah, your, you know? your knees are always hitting the the front of the yeah. next of the in front of you, and you got to squish your legs in between those bars, and it's just not comfortable. And I mean, even like big thunder's not great. I, I actually have a problem with small world. If I'm in the front row of small worlds, I like I I can't sit properly. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask. So so specific to Space Mountain. Yeah. Um I, I know you for a long time you said you were you were you had some apprehension about riding it. Did it feel like was the ride as bad as you imagined or No, not at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, did you, know, did you feel like you were gonna lose your head at any point? No, I really didn't actually. And <laughs> and it's it's interesting. If you look at the picture I shared, I'm not even holding on to anything. But, well, but I, that's that's right at yeah. the beginning of the ride. So that's I, true. So it is right that? at the beginning of the ride. But <laughs> and and truth be told, I probably uh you know I probably did at some point. I mean, I think I put you know put my arms up at one point because I I do like doing that on roller coasters. So, um, but I you know I think the the interesting thing about Space Mountain to me, and you know just viewing it from a lens of you know just seeing it from the people mover as you go by, but also from like watching videos of it and stuff, you know. And I guess what I, this was not something I realized until I went on it. It's like a lot of the ways they have it set up, and I don't even know how to describe this. It's just like going through like the almost like tunnels of like a little bit of light where you kind of feel like you're floating through space in a weird way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like you're going through certain set pieces and it, it feels like you are going through space, but it also felt like it just all happened so fast that I didn't even know what happened. Like, you know, it was very disorienting. Um, the only part I would say that was like a little bit rough. I think there was one part where we went over like a little hill and it kind of got like, you know when it kind of slows down a little bit and then it like jerks forward. Yeah, you know what a, I mean. Like a break. There's a couple yeah. of break sections because it's it's all. Oh no, no, I'm not even talking about a break section. I'm I'm talking. This was like more like a. Um, oh, like like it dips and then comes back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it like it almost like the, it was almost like it slowed down too much and then the front part, uh, you know, sped up a little bit and then jerked the rest of it with it. You know what I mean? Oh wait, were, just, were you in the front or the back? I was in the front. I was uh, I, I was in the front car. So. Oh, so you were getting pushed? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, All right, it's almost yeah. yeah. So, I, so I next time, right? Ask for the back. Okay. The, the back is actually, you know, people always want the front. The back is actually better because the ride pulls you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot of fun though, man. I, like I had a good time on it. It was um, really fun. You know, it was. It's one of those rides that I was just, you know, you just kind of laughing the whole time and like mm-hmm. having a good time, you know. Um, so that that was fun. I would do it again. I, I kind of wanted to do it again right away. It was it was a lot of fun. I, <laughs> I I really have no good reason for not going it on in all these years, honestly. So, <laughs> did, are, yeah. did, do you do you feel like? Gosh, I wish I had yeah, done this I do. like so much sooner. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've been missing out for a long time. Yeah, I do. It was it was a lot of fun. I I I didn't anticipate it being what it was, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you know what I mean? I, I guess, you know, that's a message for all of our listeners. I see this stuff all the time in Facebook groups and there's always people who are like, you know, I've never ridden a roller coaster. You know, I, I don't know if I can get on this while I'd be okay. And it's and like your experience is exactly that, is that you know, you spend a lot of time, I think, building up in your head what you think it is. But then when you actually experience it, you find that it's usually way better than what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah. you know, I guess in my head, I thought it was just like pitch black all the way through. Right. Right. But obviously that was wrong. Right. Because there's the, there's all these set pieces that you're going through, like almost like tunnels. And like, you know, it, it's it's not just pitch black and you're on a roller coaster. It's 
it's there's there's a lot to it. There's a mm-hmm. lot of theming to it, and a lot of different things happening. And so it, it it was not what I expected in that way, right? Yeah, and if you can, I mean, you probably weren't paying attention, but the music is actually oh yeah cued to it as well. Like it, yeah, 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 yeah. So no, it was it was great. So we got off of that, and then we went right to the People Mover. Uh, because you know it just reopened mm-hmm. and it wasn't open yet, uh, so it was we we waited a little bit for that. But it was great to go on the people mover again. It was its old self, not nothing really different. Uh, honestly, you know, like they didn't change the ride or anything. It's the same cars. It's the same everything. Uh, it it did look like they. I, I seem to see a computer screen in there that I'd never seen before, and the little controls. You know, I like to peek at the operator controls sometimes. So I, I do think they made some upgrades there. But the my biggest takeaway from riding the People Mover was that Tron just looks absurdly huge. Like, <laughs> it, it, like just driving by it, like on the People, I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's not even just that. Like the the like the the actual track itself i i mean the I'm canopy just talking over the track the is canopy massive, is yeah. like you see pictures of it online right so you, people post pictures of it all the time but when you're there you're like oh my god this is huge like it's i can't wait to walk under the thing because it's so big uh it's just it, it's it's amazing so we we after that we walked directly into buzz Lightyear, um it, you know which literally no line walk straight in there they also like move the entrance inside space Buzz Lightyear, which I kind of forgot happened a while ago. Like where they they moved where you you know like you used to go in right where the Buzz animatronic is. Now you mm-hmm. don't go in there. There's a different space. Like you there, there's more queue line now, and they have you go in uh, towards the back end of the of the conveyor belt. So like it used to kind of come in right at like the front of the conveyor belt. Basically, yeah, it's not like that anymore. You, there's like a queue space now. Uh, which was interesting, and my wife got Galactic Hero. I, I she has no idea. She's never done it before. It was a birthday, right? She's never <laughs> done it before, and she gets Galactic Hero right off the bat. She got you know maxed it out, and she's looking at me because she's like, she's like, listen, I know that you you know maybe have a couple connections here and there, but did you make this happen? I'm like, no, please. Like, I wouldn't even know how to make that happen. That, that would so, be impressive. Yeah, I was like, that would be really impressive, right? <laughs> so, did, did she get a button or no? Or do she didn't? No, there was no button. No, ah, too bad. Uh, but we also walked on to Haunted Mansion again. I mean, and and also Big Thunder too. No, Big Thunder had, had been broken down for a couple hours, and I've been monitoring it, and then it opened back up. So we basically walked right onto that as well. Um, we probably waited about twenty minutes for Seven Dwarfs, which never is the case, right? Yeah. Um, the, the random stuff that was going on was great. Like the, there was random March, the marching band showed up occasionally randomly, which was great. The character cavalcades were cool. Uh, I, I really liked those, you know, and also just randomly seeing characters like at one point by the butterfly thing in Epcot, Winnie the Pooh's just kind of running around catching butterflies with a net. It's like that kind of stuff was really cool. And I kind of hope they keep doing it, you know? You know, I I feel like that's um, and I, I've said this to you guys before. Is you know, when I was growing up, that was really very much a thing at Disneyland. Like, just you, it wouldn't be like set character meets. You would just run into yeah. characters all the time, and and yeah, you're right. Is you know, it is definitely a different feel, and it's nice to have that that unexpectedness of it. Yeah. So you're right. I I agree with you that I hope that they keep stuff like that. And, you know, maybe that they strike a balance where it's like, you know, you can do your meet and greets, but then there's also, yeah, occasionally these cavalcades or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, that, you know, and, and, you know, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think on your trip, you know, this is, this is how that magic happens that, you know, people talk about how do you get that pixie dust, right? Is that's the, you, you walk around a corner and it's, oh, hey, Winnie the Pooh is there. Like, I wasn't expecting that, right? Well, <laughs> and, and at one point, Belle was hanging out in the queue line for uh, the, the that little uh, Beauty and the Beast show that they do that's closed right now. Mm-hmm. But she was just over there, just, like, waving at people. like and, and it was like, that kind of stuff is really cool. And, of course, Country Bears, you know, I feel like the closest thing is when the Country Bears walk around the front of the attraction. Yeah. Like, like to what you're talking about at Disneyland. And, and that wasn't happening now but they were on the second level they were out on the balcony waving at people so um so they still had those characters out biggest disappointment of the entire trip we went to sleepy hollow to get our nutella waffle and they did not have it (laughs) (laughs) they no longer had the nutella waffle at sleepy hollow they instead had uh the uh spicy chicken one but they did have hand-dipped corn dogs so I did okay. get a hand dip corn dog. That was delicious. Yep, um, corn dogs are where it's at. <laughs> yep, it was good. It was delicious, and they, and they also had um, uh, funnel cakes, funnel cakes. Mm-hmm. So here, the problem we walked on to everything. Like literally, we waited. We waited like fifteen minutes for Peter Pan in the in the standby line. Like we walked on to everything. So we were done with Magic Kingdom by six o'clock. Like we were just done. We did everything. Like. And, you know, we walked through some stores, too, but, like, there was nothing really, you know, that, that we wanted to else that we wanted to do. You know, there are a couple things we didn't do, like, um, we didn't do, like, the Astro Orbiter. We didn't feel like doing Dumbo. We just weren't in the mood for that. Um, I think the longest wait we had all day was actually for, for Mickey's Philhar Magic, of all things, um, which was, like, a half hour, oddly enough. Maybe just because they weren't filling the theater all the way. I don't know. And it, well, I mean, it's also a set show, like, yeah. they, they probably had to like do some sanitization between probably showings right so yeah probably so i mean those were really the only things we didn't do uh we, we you know we did we also while we were in tomorrowland you know of course we did the we did a uh, uh, carousel of progress because you always got to do that um we did people mover twice we went back and did it again uh but so we so after that we decided okay well let's just go ride the monorail for a little while right so mm-hmm. we just rode the monorail loop for a while uh we, i think we did two full uh, ways around now listen this is not something i would do if there were a lot of people waiting for the monorail because it's just kind of rude but there was literally nobody waiting for the monorail in fact when we got to back to magic kingdom both times there was not a single soul in the magic kingdom station so we were like all right we'll stay on we just rode it a couple times because in our minds the monorail's a ride right yeah you know? so eventually we got back off at magic kingdom took the boat over grand, grand Floridian. our dinner was until nine o'clock that was the earliest reservation i could get so we kind of had to kill some time but we had dinner at narcusi's had an amazing waitress whose name i don't remember right now and i should have written it down but she was amazing uh i don't typically eat meat but i decided to get a filet mignon there and it was fantastic uh they also have like their signature mashed potatoes there which are like cream fresh uh like uh bacon and cheddar mashed potatoes and they were so good i could have just eaten those like just all night (laughs) (laughs) and then uh so we you know i had a custom cake made and so this was another thing that was like a surprise for my wife was a a birthday cake uh that i got made i i did post i think i posted it It, to facebook it looked pretty big like that, well, so that's, that's what the thing, right? Yeah. My that's wife the, commented. She's like, "That looks huge," but it is. <laughs> yeah. It was we we you. That's like the smallest cake you can get, basically. Besides, if you get like one of the standard Mickey cakes, but if you want a custom cake, like that's the smallest you could get, right? 
I uh, for those that don't know, and we talked about this in the show before the custom cake thing. There's a phone number you call, uh, and they'll give you options. Uh, you know, and and actually, first of all, they had come to me and said, uh, you know, they said, okay, we can do vanilla cake, chocolate cake, or a mix. And I was like, hmm, you know, I kind of don't want either of those. And I know my wife likes red velvet, so I was like, can you do red velvet? And they're like, oh yeah, we can do red velvet. So. You know, listen, Disney will accommodate anything. Just ask, right? <laughs> so, and then they were like, well, what, what, how do you want it themed? I was like, well, you know, my wife's favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast. So, like, let's do a Beauty and the Beast theme. So, all I told them was that. I mean, that was the information I gave, and that's what <laughs> wow. they came to me with, which is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> amazing, right? So, yeah. So, that was really great. Uh, amazing cake. Like you said, it was huge. So we were eating leftover cake for like the next three days. Uh, <laughs> you know, just going back to our room at night and eating leftover cake. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it all got eaten eventually. So that was good. Um, I also did uh, Disney floral and gifts. I, I placed an order for it was again, it was my wife's birthday. So I got some champagne and some chocolates from the Ganachery. Uh, from Ganachery, Ganachery, however you say it. Yeah. Uh, so those, if, and those were supposed to be delivered to our boardwalk room. So the nice thing about staying at uh, Grand Fl- Floridian and eating there that night was that our car was already there, right? So dinner was at nine o'clock. Once we finished dinner, we just hopped in our car and drove over to boardwalk, which was really convenient. Uh, but we get to boardwalk and boardwalk, by the way, was is half shut down, right? Only the DVC side of boardwalk is open. The other side mm-hmm. is not. But we get there and there's like hundreds of people in the lobby and and the surrounding areas. So we find out that the Skyliner, the line between Epcot and uh, and Caribbean Beach was down. So all these people were trying to get back to the resorts through the Boardwalk Resort. It was uh. a mess. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Crazy. Does, yeah. <laughs> Even the woman at the front desk, which, uh, you know, was like, I don't know why first of all, these people are here. <laughs> well, she, she, first of all, so she, we had gotten an email before then saying, come to the front desk when you get here. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so I come to the front desk and the woman at the front desk is like, I don't know why you got that email. It's like, okay, great. And she goes, I do see though that you have, you know, something from Disney floral and gifts. I'm like, oh, thanks. Way to ruin the surprise. You were supposed to bring it up and, you know, but well, obviously this yeah. lady did not get that it was a surprise. So, yeah. Because my wife was right there, standing there when she said it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, yeah. you know, okay, yeah, it, it happens. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, you, you got her she, with the Grand Floridian anyway. So, well, and she also said she was like, listen, she's like, I don't even know if I have anybody to bring it up to your room right now because everybody's helping with this massive amount of people. Like, they're and there, I, you know, there were cast members running around, like running left and right. There were people that were angry and yelling, and like it was, it was a mess. <laughs> so. Um, but we do, we get into the room and we have balloons in the room and we have a signed picture from Mickey and a thing saying that we were selected as the family of the day and buttons that said, fam, we're celebrating being the family of the day. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Family of the day. And my wife's hmm. like, did you do this? I'm like, no, this is one thing I did not do. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why we're the family of the day. I did see somebody post though. And this is true. So we actually got upgraded. And so we, I had booked a standard view room and we got upgraded to pool garden view. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I had heard before that when they upgrade people that they also do the family of the day thing. So I don't know if those two things were correlated or not, but that's what I was right. Doing, so 
and probably in the chaos of everything that that something may have gotten missed in communication all that (laughs) essentially though it was a boardwalk view because we could see the boardwalk out out from our balcony we we kind of had a view of like the backside of boardwalk where you walk down the stairs and go to the actual boardwalk and like where the if you've been to boardwalk where that green area is like the fake grass area where they do movies and stuff Mm -hmm. our our room overlooked that area so okay all right, so nice. I've been talking for a really long time, so I'm going to yeah. speed this up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask if uh, you know we are at at an hour thirty here. So yeah, we got, I got to wrap it up, right? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got, yeah. yeah. All right, so a couple things. Got boarding group nineteen for uh, Rise of the Resistance. Uh, all I did, by the way, I got in the app about five minutes early. I kept heading, hitting refresh. I kept, you know, refreshing uh, in the boarding group section until it popped up and it said join. And I hit join and I got 19. So, uh, you know, one thing I did do, and a lot of people recommend this, is testing Disney Wi-Fi versus your cell signal. Uh, you know, seeing which one's faster. In this case, Disney Wi-Fi was faster. So I used Wi-Fi. And like all I literally did was just kept refresh, 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 refresh. And the second it popped up as join, I hit join and I was in. And uh, and that was it. It was Group Nineteen. It was it was great. We boarded uh, by tenth. Uh, well, so we we rope dropped Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We mm-hmm. you know so we we took the Skyliner over. We rope dropped the railway. That ride is awesome. Like I think you and your family are gonna love that one, Trevor. I think Damon's even gonna like it. It's amazing. It's a really great ride. <laughs> I I was okay. blown away by that ride. And, and yeah, I'm I keep avoiding seeing anything about it exactly for that reason is yeah i'm sure we're gonna love it (laughs) it it was just it was great even if you don't like the shorts like yeah it was just a really fun ride like if you go on that ride and you're not like laughing and and having a good time like on it i just i don't know what to tell you like you know (laughs) like i i just you need more joy in your life (laughs) you know like it was just fun it was just silly and fun and just exactly what you expect from like a mickey and Minnie cartoon ride the only disappointment i had is that they weren't doing the pre-show which i've heard is cool because they they do some cool stuff in the pre-show but no pre-show but again this is covid times understand right we right after we did that we walked over to to um to galaxy's edge with the anticipation our our group was going to be called we got called i think about 10 30 uh really long queue uh but i mean I don't want to give anything away about Rise of the Resistance, but it was fantastic. It was everything everybody says it is. It's absurdly great. I don't know how anybody can say that it, Mickey and Minnie's is better because, I mean, it's in a lot of ways the same ride system, but then Rise of the Resistance has several ride systems on top of that ride system, like that, you know, that work in concert with it. And it's just bigger and grander. And I mean, they're both great. I don't want to say one's better than the other, but Rise of the Resistance is amazing. And my wife I had get- not seen any spoilers, she knew nothing. So she went in very surprised. I, I would say, I guess the only way you couldn't like rise is if you just hate Star Wars all around. But then why would you be standing in Galaxy's Edge? I think even if you don't like Star Wars, like it's just a cool ride. Now, one thing I will say that was a little disappointing, it's it's hard for the cast members that are in character to be as in character when they're having people making sure that people are socially distanced yeah. and also wearing their own PPE, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a, just, a, it takes you a it's, little bit out of it. But, but know? again, that's the current situation. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault them for that. <laughs> I didn't at all. Yeah. Like it didn't take, it didn't take that much away from the experience. It was still great. Uh, but it just was, you know, you could tell that it was, it would be a little more fun, you know, outside of that. So, right. 
we took a midday break that day, went to the pool. Uh, and, and I actually want to answer the question from earlier about using your Magic Band uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So we use the Magic Band for, to get into the parks and for the room and occasionally for charging during the Flower Garden Festival, Flower Garden. I will say, I think the one place that Magic Bands really stand out these days is in the pool. Because even if I didn't have, if I didn't have Magic Bands, then I would have had to bring my phone with me or something else with me. All we brought with us were our, you know, clothes and our towel, not even towels, just our clothes. And then we had our magic bands to get back into the room. So like, I think that's where, if you're going to go to the pool a lot, I think the magic band is worth its weight in gold just for that, you know? So you don't have to bring stuff to the pool. Uh, but you know, we didn't use it that much. It was really just to get into the park and for, and for, uh, for paying for things occasionally and getting into our room. So yeah, and I, and I think if, uh, again, you know, the, the big draw of magic bands is, you know, fast passes, right? Which, yeah. like you said, you know, that's non-existent right now. So, yeah, I can see where you wouldn't use it most of the time in, the, in any of the parks. I, I will say another thing, too, that we noticed is that the the parks typically die out around dinner time, but we noticed that they got super dead. So what I mean by that is, like, we went to the pool for a while and then we came back at 5 o'clock because, again, our dinner wasn't until later. We went back to Hollywood Studios at five o'clock, and the park was completely dead, like mm-hmm. totally dead. We literally walked directly onto Mickey and Minnie's again. We decided to go do it again. We walked directly onto Smuggler's Run and got to fly. You know, we just got our own our own little uh, vehicle uh, to ourselves and got to fly. Bit, yeah. yeah, which was great. Uh, also, at lunch, we had a Wookie cookie, which was a uh, <laughs> which I just like saying Wookie yeah. cookie, which it, which it was great, but it was too large. Like we couldn't finish it; it was too big. It was like a um, uh, oatmeal cookies with like cream in the middle of the two, like two oatmeal cookies and like some frosting in the middle. It was really good. Yeah, um, Skyliner was great as usual. Although I will say, we went the day we went on it; it was extraordinarily windy. Uh, we didn't really notice it while we were moving, but when we stopped, we did notice we were swinging quite a bit, but again, not a big deal. We didn't like get freaked out about it. It was fine. And it was, you know, just great as usual. We really enjoy riding on the Skyliner. We ate that night at Trattorio Al Forno, which we've eaten at before. It's on the boardwalk. It's an Italian restaurant. Um, I re- we've eaten there before and we had a great meal this time around. It wasn't great. It was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, and, and we didn't have, we didn't have great service. And um, they they didn't bring bread. It's an Italian restaurant, man. Like I expect some <laughs> bread and some olive oil, which is what they brought us last time. Like last time we ate there, they brought you know every Disney restaurant they have their signature bread. They bring the bread out to you, and they bring you know whatever butter they have or whatever thing. This they didn't have any bread, and I was really bummed out about it. I was looking forward to some bread and some olive oil, you know. But um, yeah, I was disappointed by that. And the food was good. It was just it was not like amazing though, you know. But, you, you know, to that point, though, like you said, you know, um, visit by visit, it can be hit and miss. And I guess, you know, yeah, yeah. So, something that people need to keep in mind, too, like we've talked about it many times is, you know, you can you can have, you know, sometimes servers will be having an off day or, you know, something's going on with the restaurant. And it's just sure, not sure. clicking. But, you know. That, do- that doesn't mean that it's the worst restaurant on property no. either. <laughs> no, listen, the food yeah. was still good. Like, it wasn't disgusting. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, God, we're never coming back here again. I would go again, but it just it, it wasn't as good as it was the last time we were there. I'll right. Not totally fair. <laughs> so last day, and I'll, I'll, I'm quickly going to go through this. We went to Epcot. We walked in. They didn't open till 11, so we got to sleep in that day. Uh, so we walked over at 1030. Again, it was open. We walked directly to Soren, walked right on. 
We walked walked directly onto Living with the Land after that. Then we met up with Phil, talked to Phil for a little bit, went over to Nemo, met up with Bobby for a little bit. What's weirdest thing? It said the ne- wait for Nemo was like forty five minutes, but we literally walked directly on. I don't know what was going on with that. Um, we did walk over to the Epcot Fountain. The new fountain is amazing. It's more amazing in person than it was, you know, in the pictures. Looks great. Didn't get to see it at night, unfortunately. I do have a note here that says Epcot is a hot mess right now uh, <laughs> because it is yeah. uh, like there are all sorts of walkways of places that you've never had to walk before. It can be a little bit confusing just because the whole middle of the park is behind walls. So it is a little bit of a mess right now. You just got to account for that. Um, we waited about 20 minutes for test track. So again, this is just an idea of the wait times, like really not bad. Um, of course they're not doing the little designing of the cars thing in the beginning. Um, the heat was a bit, a bit much each one of these days. So we found ourselves taking breaks midday, which was great. Cause I mean, this whole trip, we only took monorail and Skyliner and walked. We never took a bus the whole trip, uh, because we didn't go to animal kingdom and, and the resorts we stayed at were convenient. So we took a little break, came back, we rode frozen. We did, you know, three caballeros, which are still missing the animatronics at the end of the ride. And then, you know, we ate a bunch of food around the world. Uh, we, you know, I posted a bunch of that stuff on Facebook to so go look at what we ate, uh, I think probably the highlights, I'm just trying to think of what I even, what my favorite thing was. Uh, we had a cider flight that was really good. Uh, like, a, you know, alcoholic cider flight you was mean, good. You mean the one you finished before you took a picture of it? Yeah. It was so funny. Like after we drank it, I looked down at it. I was like, whoops, forgot to take a picture. I guess I'll take a picture of the empty stuff. Um, oh, the Gruyere and ham pretzel bread was really good. Um, had had a traditional poutine too, uh, and I know mm-hmm. there was a lot of comments about the lack of gravy. Now, listen, I got it, and I was like, "Man, there's like no gravy on this." Like, it was just because she didn't do a good job of putting it all over the top. There was a ton of gravy in there; it was just all in the bottom. So, like, the top fries weren't soaked in gravy, but the bottom ones were just absolutely soaked. There was so much Which, gravy, so it might have been yeah. a little loose. Is, it might have been, but it was yeah. really good. It was really good, and it had legit curds and everything. You know, the squeaky they squeak? curds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. they squeak. Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> All that was good. Um, oddly enough, the Jammeters are playing in the Canada Pavilion right now on that Canada stage right there. All right. On. So, yeah, really random. <laughs> but hey, I mean, at least they're the Still the going. Jaminators yeah. are going. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then my only other thought here was that the harmonious barges. Mm-hmm. are ridiculously large again you see the pictures of them and then it doesn't do it justice because when you're standing around the world showcase you're like my god disney's built a stargate first of all <laughs> yeah that's what i keep hearing is it looks yeah. like a stargate yeah I, I swear to you i keep waiting for it to like you know it, this you could t- call it a stargate you could even like you know imagine like loki walking out of it you know right. from like the tesseract like that's what it, it's just it's what it looks like right so it, but it's I can't wait to see what it looks like with, you know, water coming out of it. It is an eyesore right now, and they are Mm -hmm. so ridiculously large. But it does look like it's going to be really cool. So I'm I'm excited for that. But yeah, so it was, listen, it was a great trip. I I think if you're thinking about going during this time, it was great. I mean, we got to go on all the rides. We did everything in Epcot within like three hours, like literally everything. I think the only thing we didn't do was mission space. And we just, cause we didn't feel like it like every, but we could have walked right onto that too, but everything else we, we did every single ride. I mean, we waited for frozen for 15 minutes. Like everything was basically less than a half hour wait. And, uh, 
you know, it was it was great. It was we had a we had a ton of fun, and it was you know we ate some good food. There was a lot of great food. Uh, if you want to look at our Instagram to see all that food, it was it's all out there. But man, we we had such a great trip and uh, short trip. You know, wish it was longer and wish it wasn't as hot. You know, <laughs> um, oh, the last thing I'll note too, the one thing that we kind of missed a lot, and and this kind of relates to you, Trevor. We we missed meeting people from other countries, like. One of the things we do, you know, end up doing a lot when we're at Disney is meeting people from like Europe a lot. And then also we've met Canadians and like just talking to people from other countries. You're kind of missing that, you know, you're missing that, that thing where you have people from all over the world there and you can kind of have interesting conversations with people from all over the world. That, that kind of made us sad in a way, you know? Um, but you know, eventually we'll get that back. But yeah, you know, we're we're trying to get there for sure. And, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. you know, the hope is, you know, at least by February of next year, it'll be doable again. But no, I I know what you're saying is yeah, like same for us. You know, we we would meet people from the UK and yeah, and all kinds of places. And yeah, it was it was great to just you know have a chat with somebody on a bus while you were going exactly. somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, and and like you know, kind of take in somebody else's experience, you know, that that's different than you. I mean, there was one time my wife and I had like a, a half hour conversation with DVC members from from England, and it was it was awesome. Like they were yeah. super cool. Like and and you just kind of are missing that right now. But outside of that, it was a fantastic trip. If you're thinking about going right now and can go, it's it's great right now. Uh, just line wise and and listen, things are changing very rapidly. You know, Disney's getting rid of the temperature screenings, which was a really incredibly minor inconvenience. We did not wait at any point for that. They just scan your head real quick and you walk right past. It's not a big deal. Like it's in no way a, a thing that's an inconvenience. So I don't really care that they're getting rid of it. It's not like I was like, oh man, too bad that it wasn't gone while I was there. Cause it was, it didn't, it was nothing. <laughs> it, it was like maybe 10 seconds of your day. It, it, 10 seconds of my day. I didn't yeah. even think about it for the rest of the day. Like, you know, <laughs> like it was yeah. the least big deal of anything. So, all right. So I had two more, I, anything, any, any, any other questions about my experience, Trevor, anything that no, was, I, you know, I, came up? No, I think you, I mean, you, you definitely, you covered off, you know, all the, the big things, you know, I'm just glad to hear that you were able to actually go, um, you oh, know, yeah, that, yeah, for sure. that, that gives me hope because, you know, uh, I, as much as I love hearing, you know, I, we hear from people all the time that are, are able to yeah. go there. Um, I just feel like, you know, because we're on this podcast talking all the time, this is giving me hope that <laughs> that you know I'll be able to go back soon as well. So it's funny you say it's yeah. funny you say that, and I forgot to mention this. So we were leaving Wednesday, right? We were driving down Wednesday. Yeah. On Monday, my wife and I got very sick. We, my daughter had had a, and anybody who has kids knows about <laughs> this. Yeah. My daughter had had a stomach bug, right? And so she was getting over. It took her a couple days. We got it on Monday. And we're both in really bad shape. <laughs> like, just one of those 24-hour st- stomach bugs that just knocks you out. Like, mm-hmm. I could have spent the whole day in bed, you know? And I was like, oh, man, we're leaving on Wednesday and it's Monday. Like, what are we going to do? But luckily, it was one of those 24-hour stomach bugs. I chugged Pedialyte the entire day and then was fine the next day. It was totally fine. Completely ready to go. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. And, and I will note to everybody too. And, and I think everybody can assume this. I did not bring my daughter on this trip. And while we felt kind of bad about it, she's three years old, does not do well with a mask. We just did not feel like she was going to be able to handle having the mask on all the time while we were at Disney. 
Uh, you know, and while we feel bad about this, uh, you know, we have DVC. We're going every year. She's going to have plenty yeah. of opportunities to go. It was kind of nice to have an adult-only trip, to be totally honest. You know, have some nice dinners, not have responsibility for a couple days. And, uh, you know, she got to spend time with her grandparents and, and have a good time doing that. So Exactly. And, and you know, you're right. At the end of the day, she's going to have so many more trips exactly. that she'll remember. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, she's three, right? I mean, exactly. she's not even going to remember if we take her now anyway. I mean, she might remember some things. But, yeah. But it really was more of the mask thing. She just she does not do well with a mask at three years old. She can't keep a mask on all day. So yeah, of course. it just was going to be a challenge to do that. And so we just decided... You know, let's drop her off at Grandma and Grandpa's. They they're an hour and a half away from Disney, so we're not that far away if we need to get back. You know, for whatever reason, and you know, it gave gave some good time, some bonding time with her grandparents, right? So, you know, it sounds it sounds like it was a win all around. So it was that's, a, that's listen, awesome. it was a great trip. It was one of our better trips, honestly. We did so much so quickly. Although we were like, man, we used to be that couple that would be like park open to park close, like rock it out. Now it was like halfway through the day, we were like. Let's go back and take a nap. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's just, I don't know if it's just getting older or if it was just the heat or I don't know, but we, we could not rock it out all day like we used to. <laughs> I, I think for us, it was, you know, similarly, you know, once, once we had our son, yeah, that, that's where that changed. And I think it's just uh, for me, it, I feel it's like, you know, you're, you spend a lot more energy <laughs> on, on that kind of stuff. And you, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't think your body can just keep up with, you know, open to close at Disney because of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to make one. So we had a thing on here about a rumor about a possible on-ride photo coming to Jungle Cruise, which I think is a weird idea. But I will say I feel bad for the cast members that like the Jungle Cruise skippers during this time because you can't see people's faces and can't see the reactions. And it's got to yeah. be hard as somebody who's playing a role when you can't like see that people are smiling or, you know, and, and I did find it also very difficult to understand the skipper through the mask, but because <laughs> well, the, the PA systems already like are, is already bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say though, best part of the whole trip, literally as we're walking and I'm not making this up. I, my wife could confirm this, the, as we are walking onto the boat, like as we're stepping onto the boat, the music comes on in the queue line, that is the same music that we use for our opening and our closing for mm-hmm. the podcast. So I was just like, could not be more perfect getting on the boat and the theme music comes on. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I, I, I think we should probably just wrap up. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I, th- I, I don't think we need to really talk about, I mean, we, you already mentioned the rumor and um, yeah, I don't think there's much else we need to cover today. And you've covered say, quite a lot. So. Yeah, we cover quite a lot. Yeah. I will say this. If anybody does have any questions, if they're going sometime soon, if they're uh, you know planning a trip or, or not sure if they want to go, feel free to email us or post something in the group. I will respond. I'll answer any questions I have. And then there are a lot of people in the group that have been you know, several times during the pandemic. So uh, I, I think post it on the group and you'll get some good answers about any questions that you might have about what Disney looks like right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think that's, you know, super helpful that, uh, you know, you have some insight into it now. And, and like you said, you know, many of our, our listeners um, can, can help paint that picture and also keep in mind that it, it is changing day to day. You know, I exactly, it, you know, even yeah. as you said, you know, they, they, they are changing stuff as we speak. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it, it's hard because you, you have to pay attention a lot more. But um, I, I 
don't or correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think, you know, knowing what you know helped you prepare for what to expect on the trip and it just made it all that much better. Right. hundred percent. And I mean, there were a lot of things I didn't know going into it, even though we do this show, there are just some things that I just hadn't heard. And, you know, Disney's really great about providing instructions and, and having cast members there to answer questions. And, and, uh, you know, it was a great trip. I would a hundred percent do it again. So I, I feel like if you're thinking about doing it, do it. It's, this is kind of a great time to go. Cause there's just stuff happening that, normally doesn't happen and and the lines are so short and there's a lot of fun stuff to do still like i don't feel like my trip was diminished at all by the pandemic stuff like by the the distancing or by the by the masks or any anything like that we still had an amazing time things were just different you know it was just different right It, it wasn't that the experience was bad it just was a different experience and we still had a great time so you know did we miss a couple of those things that we normally like that were you know kind of casualties of the pandemic yeah sure but again, I, I don't. I didn't feel like it was a bad trip. I didn't feel like we missed out on anything. It, it still felt like a lot of fun, and and we still had a great time. And and I would go again for sure. Awesome. All right. Um, so let's let's are, wrap up. Are yeah. we, I was gonna say, are we ready to wrap it up now? Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Let's do it. Sorry. All right. Yeah. No worries. Um, okay. So as usual, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, please reach out to us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you know, we'll be happy to answer your questions. Obviously, Tom can give you some great insight on his most recent trip if you have additional questions but also if you have uh you know just general questions for us that you want us to ask on the on the shows uh we also love hearing from you guys about your own trip reports and experiences because it, you know it helps us paint a better picture of of how things are going down there um and outside of that, if you want to follow us on Facebook, make sure you look us up as Welcome Home Podcast. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, it's called Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Um, we've talked about it multiple times. It's a, it's a great group. There's lots of positive Disney discussion in there. Lots of great people with great insight on on things going on at Disney, and it's just fun. You know, we've we've got some we've got some great people in there like. Uh, like Jeremy and and Francisco who love posting our memes and uh you know you know you you, you guys uh you guys make it something that uh I think we all want to be a part of and also if uh, you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel make sure you do so I I know Tom said uh he wasn't able to post any YouTube on this trip but uh you know we um we are hoping to do more live stream type events and we're trying to figure out better ways to use it. So make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel because that way you won't miss any of that stuff as it comes up. Uh, last but not least, the Instagram uh, page is welcome home picks. You can find all of uh, Tom's posts from the last trip on there. And anytime we, uh, you know, we post pictures and stuff like that, you'll be able to find that on Instagram as well. And if you uh, want some merchandise, make sure you go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. You can always pick up mugs and t-shirts and masks and stuff like that. And uh, as a a bit of a teaser, as Damon has been talking about in the group, uh, we will have a new design on there soon, um, specific to Haunted River Country. So uh, make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Yep, sometime soon here. And then uh, reviews... Oh yes, and yeah, yeah, do reviews. Guys, yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. If uh, if you guys are, you know, if if you have an iTunes account, you know, leave us a review. And actually, real on any any platform that you happen to be listening to us on, that uh, you can leave reviews. Uh, we do appreciate those reviews. We do see them. We do read them. 
and uh you know hopefully more five stars than one stars you know i know <laughs> i know everyone's entitled to their own opinion and i'm not gonna take that away but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna rate us as such you know at least give us some um constructive feedback is always appreciated <laughs> yeah and uh, of course uh, don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast so you can be reminded every time you release a new episode you can find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music stitcher spotify uh, tune in any any place you can find podcasts you can find us just search for welcome home and the one that says dvc reminder to our listeners as always welcome home podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the walt disney company and as such any and all opinions we express on the show are our own so please consult a dvc representative or disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today thank you to our sponsors huge thank you as always uh dvc resale market and monera for sponsoring this episode uh please join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awol the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair how she can cuddle is no man's affair i looked around from pole to pole found her in a sugar bowl